0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in lovely Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host, Stan McCune, realtor here in Greenville, in the greater Greenville area. And uh, yeah, this is my podcast. We've done this for now uh, over a year, and I thank you guys for listening in. If you've never heard this before, uh, please go ahead and subscribe give us a rating, give this podcast a review. I'd really appreciate that. Well, especially if you have heard it before and you've not given a rating or a review or anything, I would really appreciate that. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well. Download the episodes if you will. And uh, just a reminder, as always, my contact information is in the show notes should you need to reach me. Um, I've had some people reach out to me via, uh, there's a, if you Google my name, you'll find a link to uh, me on the CDAN uh website, which is the brokerage that I'm with here in 2021. Um, that is fine as well. That's another way to reach out to me, but you can always just text or call or email me. All of that is in the show notes. Today, we're going to be talking about Uh, a a little bit of a deep dive into what is currently on the market. What is the current situation with our inventory? We've talked about this a lot, but I wanted to take a little bit of a deep dive. We're not going to spend a lot of time. I think this is going to be a short episode once it's all said and done. Um, But what exactly is on the market and what is the current situation there? So let's dive right in, in the uh, Greenville MLS. These are all uh, statistics that I took directly out of it. Just so that you guys know, and by the way, when we talk about the Greenville MLS, it also includes homes that are in Anderson County, homes that are in Spartanburg County, homes that are in Pickens County, and a few other counties as well. So, uh, because of the Greenville MLS, so you know, we've got all these different MLSs in the area. We've got a Spartanburg one, an Anderson one, um, a Western Upstate MLS, uh, which which is the Anderson one. Uh, that I've already mentioned. We've got a Greenwood one. We've got a bunch of different MLSs in the area. And ultimately, Greenville is the biggest one by far. Now, that being said, sometimes a house will list in in Spartanburg, but not in Greenville. That's kind of the most common thing that we see. Um, less common is it for something to be listed in Western Upstate, which is kind of like the Anderson uh, Pickens one, uh, as opposed to being listed in Greenville. But oftentimes, things that aren't directly in Greenville, homes that aren't directly in Greenville, will end up still in the Greenville MLS because it is the biggest one. It's the one with the most exposure. And so we get a lot of listings from some of these other counties in the Greenville MLS. So you just need to understand that. That's why we refer to it as the greater Greenville area because. Greenville kind of consumes all of these other uh, little markets to a certain extent. So not all of these numbers that you hear are just going to be Greenville. Some of these, uh, quite a few of them actually, are going to include other markets. So that uh, honestly makes the data a little bit more even shocking when you think about it. Um, But here we go. We have currently, as of this podcast, I'm recording this on April 13th, and of course, These numbers will change as the day goes on. But this is April 13th, 2021. Um, I pulled up the number of active listings in the Greenville MLS. Active listings means these are not under contract. Um, I only focused on actual houses. Now, when I say houses, it's some type of structure that's non-commercial, typically. Typically. Um, every once in a while, a commercial property will kind of find its way in there. Non-commercial, also non-multifamily. There's, there's really not a whole lot of multifamily on the market right now, so I'm, I'm not even spending my time with that uh, at the moment. But just looking at general single-family housing, which includes uh, you know your, your standard, what we would call a detached house, um, a single-family house, uh, includes condos, townhomes, apartments that are for sale, um, it would include mobile homes and modular homes and the other slash mixed use category, which is, is there's not a whole lot for sale uh, among those. and I'm not going to get too far into that. Um, but those are kind of generally speaking what we're looking at. I'm not looking at multifamily commercial lots or land. Um, I will say I didn't filter out some the just the way this is structured. Some of these might um, have properties that are for rent I, I just so that you know it's kind of uh, a bit challenging to filter those out just the way the um, Paragon software that we have to use is structured uh, that our MLS here is built on so all of that to be said I come up with the number of 1241 active listings now what does that mean right right Well, here's what that means. On a good day, on a busy day, typically like a Friday, maybe even a Saturday, maybe even a Thursday, we might get um, anywhere from like 100 to 150 new properties that come on the market. Now, I say properties because that could include uh, lots and land and, and some other things like that. But generally speaking, that's predominantly going to be houses, condos, townhomes, mobile homes, what we're talking about right now. So on on a busy day during the week, we might get 100, 120, 150 new listings. And currently, there are 1,241 that are actively for sale. That means that on any given day, we could up that number by just 10% or or more possibly. Um, And so what that means is that that's like nothing. Like 1,241, you think that there are uh, more than 1,241 active buyers in the market right now. I listed a home recently that uh, just in the MLS, okay, that there are some statistics I can look at in the MLS once once I list a house. And uh, it will tell me like how many people in the MLS it hits. So if I set up a search for my clients in the MLS, um, then when a new listing comes on the market, it, Will basically be connected to the clients that uh, it fits their criteria for. So if I set up a criteria for a client, you know, three bedroom, two bedroom house in Greenville County uh, below $300,000, when a home that fits that criteria comes on the market, it will uh, basically link that house to them and it will, you know, the way I have it set up, actually send them that listing for them to look at. Well, the listing agent can, can look at, they can't see which clients those are getting sent to, but they, they can see the metadata on like how many clients it was sent to, how many people it hit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's not uncommon for me to list a property that has over 200 people, uh, maybe even as many as 300 people that that property is linked to. Well, that's just one property with very specific criteria And there are 1,241 active listings. I I can't even fathom how many active buyers there are in the market right now. I mean, thousands and thousands of active buyers right now and only 1,241 active listings. This is what we talk about. We talk about the supply issues, the inventory issues in the Greenville area. Um, You can't even fathom it. You cannot fathom how much of an issue this is. And this is why everything... Uh, it feels like at least has multiple offers on it as soon as things hit the market. We can also look at how many are under contract. This is really shocking as well. There are currently 3,232 of these residential properties that are under contract. That's almost three times the number of those that are currently active for sale. 3,000 that are uh, 3,232 that are under contract, 1,241 that are for sale. Absolutely crazy. The past 24 hours alone, 1,497 homes went pending. Now, pending is a weird status that we have here in Greenville. Um, we have two uh, statuses that refer to homes that are uh, under contract. And it's I, I don't fully understand why we do it this way, but it is what it is. We have a contingent. And if you're on realtor.com, which I always recommend people, um, if you're going to use like a, a, a website uh, such as Zillow or Redfin or Trulia or whatever, use realtor.com. It's much clearer. It's easier to see if, if a property is contingent or pending or whatever. But it'll say on there what that status is. Um, so we have contingent is one of them. That just means there is a contingency on the property. Um, that could be a variety of things, financing repairs, uh, inspections, um, appraisal, etc, etc. And then there's pending. Well, pending doesn't necessarily mean that there's no contingencies, but it can mean that means different things to different people. Some realtors, as soon as a property goes under contract, they automatically change it to pending. Some of them automatically change it to contingent, and then keep it as contingent until it sells, and then they change it to sold. Others, We'll start it when it goes under contract, if it has contingencies, under contingent, as contingent, and then at some point in the process, we'll change it to pending. That's that's what I tend to do. I feel like that's the most accurate thing to do. Um, usually, once we're kind of past the main milestones in the process of the listing, uh, such as the inspections and repairs and all of that, um, that, at that point, I will switch it over from contingent to pending. So... Um, All that to say, 1,497 homes the past 24 hours got switched to pending. That could be new homes that went under contract. That could be homes that got switched from another status over to pending. There's a lot of different things that could happen. The point is that in the past 24 hours, more homes went to pending than we have homes on the market, and that is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Again, I've got... I've got no category for that, I'm not happy about that. By the way, a lot of people are like, this must be a, a great time to be a realtor. No, it's a terrible time to be a realtor, are you kidding me? I'm having to, every buyer client, I'm having to do three, four, five times the work I normally do to get them to closing. You know, We have to sh- to show how many houses, put in how many offers, it's discouraging, it's, de- it's defeating for a lot of them. Um, it's a very difficult time to be a realtor in many uh, respects. It's not as difficult, I'm sure, as it was in 2008, 2009, from the stories I've heard uh, from others when you know we were in a major, major housing recession. Um, but it's hard. It's it's not the easiest time to be a realtor. We would prefer that the market eases up a little bit. Those that only do listings that don't represent buyers, okay they're having a great time right now, as long as they can get the listings. Uh, But those of us that do both, like myself, I represent buyers and sellers. um, Yeah, for my sellers, it's, it's great. For my buyers, which is a lot of my clients, it's pretty difficult. And so uh, that's just something uh, to keep in mind, if you're thinking about becoming a, a realtor, I would wait this one out a little bit, okay, let the let the dust settle a little bit, you might be able to poach Uh, you know, a a buyer client here or there, but you're going to be spending a lot of time with those buyer clients, just FYI. Now, we've got 1,241 active listings in the Greenville MLS. Here's a little breakdown of what these are. 912 of those, so about, what, three-fourths of those are regular houses, single-family houses, okay? 302 of them, so about the roughly the other quarter of them are condos, townhomes, apartment types of properties. And then only 27 of them, kind of the, the table scraps, are mobile homes, modulars, or other types of properties. So um, th- the basic breakdown, we don't have a whole lot for sale. Three-quarters of what we do have for sale is basically uh, regular homes, mobile homes, modulars, etc. And about one-quarter of them are Condos, townhomes, some type of de- uh, of attached property that is attached to uh, another unit, a multi-unit type of property, not multifamily, not like a duplex. Again, I'm not including those. There's not very many of those for sales, as as I already said. But homes that are individual homes that uh, that are for sale, but that are attached. Those are what are deemed condos, townhomes, etc. So if you're looking for a condo or a townhome, uh, you only have 300 to choose from. That is not very much. Not a whole lot to to choose from here. If you're looking for a normal house, a single-family house, 900 to choose from. That's also not a whole lot. gets worse, though. (laughs) I I hate to say it. So of all of these, so again, 1,241 active listings, almost half of those are new construction, 610 of those are new construction. Now, I mentioned that because most of the market is not looking for new construction. What I find myself doing is I find myself um, not pushing my buyer clients towards new construction, but but focusing more on that than I have in the past and and helping them to see, okay, it's, crazy out there right now, if you're looking to move, and you have some flexibility in terms of your time frame, new construction might be the way to go. Um, now, reminder, as a buyer's agent, I represent clients on new construction, I highly recommend, you know, you don't have to use me, but, but get representation. Uh, the, the builder is uh, okay with you having an agent, they're not going to reduce the cost of, uh, of the house that you purchase, that you have built with them because you don't have an agent. Get someone on your side that can actually represent you. All right. That aside, um, basically half of our inventory is new construction. And of that 610 new construction, 534 of those either have not been built yet or they've been started but haven't been completed. Um, and again, that's not for everyone some a lot of people they're looking to move they're looking to move now they don't want to get you know into this whole new construction thing. So here your the numbers are even lower. now we're talking about out of everything that is on the market, only a little more than 600 of the things uh, of the of the houses that are currently on the market are actually like you could move in today in theory if you bought it today or you can get it under contract and potentially close in 30 to 45 days. Uh, we're talking about somewhere between 6 and 700 listings total that are on the market that fit that criteria. That's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, there's no other way to put it. And, and one thing that we keep seeing over and over again uh, in, in recent weeks is builders now be- what's happening as people do start to go towards these builders, now they're becoming overwhelmed. And now they have to pull back and say, you know what, we're so far behind and, uh, and construction costs keep going up. There's volatility with building costs. Um, and so there a lot of these builders, Meritage, Mungo, SK, I think Enchanted, a variety of, of them actually aren't accepting new contracts. So it's actually making it even worse. Um, I hate to say it um, because now the builders are having this influx of buyers that normally would not be looking at new construction but are because they don't want to be out there in the marketplace where it's just crazy. They'd rather just go ahead and just build a home and just, you know, go that route. Um, The builders are getting overwhelmed. And so that's just going to create more issues. I I hate to say it. It, It's just making it more difficult, but we need to just be honest about the situation here. All right. Let's break this down a little bit more. All right. Of those active listings, 19 of them are less than or equal to $100,000. So Obviously, we've known this for a while. There's not a whole lot on the market below $100,000. And Like I said, some of those would be properties that are for rent rather than properties that are for sale. The point is um, there's not, there's basically nothing on the market below $100,000. Um, between a hundred and two hundred thousand and $200,000, we have $160,000 for sale, also not very much. Um, almost all of those, I shouldn't say almost all of those, but a lot of those are going to be fixer uppers. Um, and the ones that aren't going to be fixed or uppers are going to go under contract very quickly, very quickly. Um, between 200000 and 300000 So this is the sweet spot. Right, this is kind of Greenville. The greater Greenville area sweet spot is the two to three hundred thousand range, that's where the most demand is. Um, That would be 535 homes that are for sale in that range, 220 between three hundred and four hundred thousand, and then everything else, four hundred thousand and above, is the equivalent of 466 active listings. So um over a third of the active listings are homes that are over $400,000. This is why um and and uh, over half are over $300,000. Remember the median price point in, in the greater Greenville area is like I, I say 250,000, it's probably closer to like 240. Uh but generally speaking, you can think of the average home uh that gets sold in this area as being a, about a $250,000 home. Um Right now, uh, well less than half of the homes that are for sale are even close to that. Over half the homes that are for sale are above 300,000. So that's a problem. Um, So here we go. This is the way the market is. Now, we've talked about this before, but I just want to mention real quick. This is why it's important to have uh, a good buyer's agent. Just a shameless plug because I am a realtor. I don't just do this just for fun. I do enjoy doing this podcast, but I don't just do this podcast just for fun. Um, This is a way for me to promote myself. And so just a shameless plug, I have gotten a lot of clients under contract over the years in multiple offer situations. And I also understand what the the balance is between going uh, way above what a home is listed for which we have to do sometimes right now or how much wiggle room for negotiation do you have now at the end of the day I, i'm not pushy so i won't push my clients to go way above the list price at the end of the day it's up to you how what is this house if you're looking at a house what's it worth to you is it worth it to you to go ten fifteen thousand dollars above what it's listed for is 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 it worth it to you is this a very unique house you don't think that you're going to find another house like this uh then you you should probably consider going above the list price if it's a house that you're like "Eh, i like it but i'd be okay if i lost it then you don't have to to take that strategy so there's not a one size fits all strategy it really just depends on what you do but i try to be very honest and very forthright in terms of okay. Here's what I think you would need to do to get it. That it might not be worth it to you to do that, and I'll submit your offer even if it's not an offer I think will be accepted. But here is what I'm what I'm seeing in the market, and right now I don't really uh, see anything that uh, sells below what it's listed for. It's just it's just not happening unless the house is on the market for a really long time. Um, and then if it's on the market for a really long time, you have an opportunity to, to go p- and potentially to get the price down a little bit, unless it's a builder. If it's a builder, you, you're not going to get them to come down too much on their price. Uh, a big production builder. Don't even think about it there. It's like going to a store and buying something. You, you don't go to Walmart and start haggling them on the price. Um, that's the way the, the big production builders are around here in terms of the homes that they have for sale. Um, so all that to say it is a difficult market to be a buyer in, but if you have someone doesn't need to be me, just make sure you have a realtor on your side that understands how to get homes under contract in this market that doesn't push you every time to go way above the list price. Um, because that's not the right way to do it either. There's a lot more that goes into that than just saying, well, we got to go above the list price. We got to go above the list price. Um, you might, need to go above the list price to get the house, but you also might not feel good about it. And if you don't feel good about it, then you shouldn't do it. So there's a lot to consider there. Um, but it, it, is a, it is a challenging market, but we can persevere. I've got a lot of buyer clients right now, and I'm getting a lot of them under contract. If you're looking to get into the market, looking to buy, you need to make sure you've got a buyer agent that understands how to get you under contract in these difficult times. I've talked about this a little bit in my previous podcasts, so I'm not gonna get into the weeds. I'm also not gonna uh, tell you all my secrets and have all those other agents that are listening to this uh, steal all my secrets, all right? Let's just be honest here. But we've talked about this a little bit in the past. We've talked about escalation clauses and and how to uh, word contingencies and how to make your offer a tight offer, something that's attractive and appealing to the seller, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, You can go back and listen to past podcasts where I talk about that. Right now, I just wanted to give you guys a quick snapshot of the market. Yes, it is still a very crazy seller's market, um, but don't let that discourage you from buying. It's not like prices are going to go down anytime soon. It's not like mortgage rates are going to go down. I don't anticipate mortgage rates are are going to uh, go below what they were in 2020. They're going to keep going up. Uh, almost certainly, almost certainly. Um, and so really, you have two choices, right? If you're looking to buy, you can either choose to take advantage of the lower mortgage rates and all of that, uh, but realize that it's a difficult market right now, or you can wait it out, knowing that you're going to have homes that continue to go up in price and probably mortgage rates that continue to go up as well so you're going to be spending more you might have less competition it might be a little bit of a more pleasant process of buying but you're going to end up spending more in the long run all right that's all I've got for you guys Um, I hope you guys have a great week we have a little cold front coming in the weather's been great we're going to have a little cold front coming in is what I understand I think it'll still be nice weather. I'm looking forward to it. Trying to get outside as much as possible. Uh, But I love you guys. I hope you have a great rest of the week and stay safe.